This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt, and this is Jessica, and we're talking about Ruth chapter 1. Yeah. We're Let's going, do it. We're going back to the Old Testament. We were just in the book of John. Now we're in the book of Ruth, and it's exciting. I love flip-flopping back and forth. Yeah. Because in the Old Testament, every story whispers Jesus' name. And side note, the best children's Bible ever is called the Jesus Storybook Bible, sure. in my opinion. And the tagline of it is, every story whispers his name. It's amazing. It's so if you're good... looking for a kid's Bible, that's my book recommendation. Yeah, it's it's a, it tells the Bible story, like short stories. Yeah. So it is like read your really little kids, and it is a supplement, the actual Bible. But it's amazing. It's one of my favorite uh, favorite. I mean, I, I cried reading that. I learned so much. I was like, Jonah, Jonah, right? And the whale, yeah. Jonah <laughs> Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days, which is a type and shadow of Jesus being in the grave for three days. What? It's crazy. <laughs> I love it so much. Awesome. It's good. That's it's fun. good stuff. Um, so I forgot to talk about this last Monday, but our son has switched from soccer to football. Yeah. And I just feel like we need to talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. I was a soccer mom. I still am because our middle son still plays soccer. But for 10 years, our oldest son played soccer. And then a couple weeks ago, he played football, his first football game. He's playing for Rockledge High, and, which is crazy because that's where you went for two years but didn't graduate from there. But I went for but all I four years. I did graduate from high school. He did, yes. You I didn't switched gra- to Merritt Island. Yes, of course. <laughs> but I graduated from Rockledge High. And so to go to the fields, we showed up, and I'm like, the last time I was here, I was graduating from high school. Oh, my god! And now I'm watching my son play football here. What is happening? So anyway, I and just – he did awesome for his first game. He did so good. I mean, I'm so proud of so him. Nervous. They were playing Coco on their first game. Yeah. And uh, it was like, whoa, Coco? I mean, they're always tough. Oh, yeah. You know? So they're He's a big so rivalry, brave. too, between Rockledge and Coco. Um, you know, fun. Yes. You know what else is going on is we are letting everybody know some incredible new things that are happening at East Coast Christian Center, and that is we are one step away from starting our building project in Vieira. We own the land cash and we are ready to go. We are just literally taking our end of the year legacy offering that will go towards the start of the building. And so it's really exciting all the things that God has done uh, through this building project. Uh, we really bought the land uh, last February 2019. Wow. And uh, so we bought the land and uh, we bought it. We were able to buy it cash because of giving, because people were like all in and it's been amazing, but through the process, uh, we've had some incredible savings. In fact, when we went to buy the five acres, we had property shopped another five acres that was literally identical, um, and, and it was the same size in the same part of Vieira. I mean, it was everything was the same, and the, the offer for it was $1.9 We actually paid 575000 for this other piece of property. It was wow. like, whoa. So, I mean, right away, the Lord just came through with some incredible savings for us right there. Uh, through the process of building, we've had uh, just all the beginning stuff. We've, we've been saving. I mean, we've probably saved another uh, maybe 500000 in discounts. Yeah. Where people have just said like, hey, we're going to we're going to do this. We're going to step charge in less and charge us less that. or pay for this. Yeah. People have just stepped in, not to mention people have been giving generously all along. Yeah. So, man, it's incredible. 
It's exciting. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen before we know it. You know, we're going to be like, we've been portable. We started East Coast Vieira, the Vieira campus in the movie theater when it was the rave, rave movie theater in 2000. When was it? When, are you asking when we started? Yes, exactly I can't remember. Eight years ago. Yes, 2000, <laughs> 12. 2012. I was like, what is it? Because our daughter was born in 2011. She was three months old when we started it. So I was like, wait, was it 2011 or 2012? 2012, we've been portable since then. And it's going to be like, we're going to look back at that and it's it's gone like that. You know, like it's been sure. hard work, but it's been incredible. And now we're in the high school. If you want to join us, if you're looking for a church home, we'd love to have you join us at Vieira High School or in our other locations at East Coast. And it, you can go to our website, eccc.us, to find out all the info. Yeah. You know, this is a big step for us. And we're taking up an offering on November 15th and November 22nd. Uh, so just be praying and see what God would speak to you about that. If we know lots of you don't go to East Coast, and that's totally fine. We're not asking you to to not give to your church. We're not asking you, you know, to step away from that. In fact, when you guys who, you know, go to a different church, when you're doing something, we're going to step in with you. We're Mm -hmm. going to love and support you. The Bible says that when, when uh, one person is suffering, we all suffer and we all know what that feels like these days. But the Bible also says when one person is honored, we'll all rejoice with them. We will rejoice with any church growing, with any church moving forward, with any church stepping into some new wonderful things, we will rejoice with them, with you, because we are one big old church. But, you know, just be praying, be praying that God's people are blessed because the church only grows when the people are blessed, when yep. the people are growing. And so you want to be a part of that, you can go to our website, eccc.us, hit the give link, but just be praying, be praying for the whole thing. We know God has provided this land. We know that he's provided everything to do it. Yeah. Now it's just time to step up and get rolling. Yeah, it's exciting. So we're starting a new book, like we said today. It's the book of Ruth. And in my Bible, it's the Amplified Translation. And Joyce Meyer has commentary in here. So at the beginning of every book, she writes the author, the date, and a little synopsis of what to expect in the book. So I just want to read these before we start. The everyday life principles, the things that we can expect to see and learn in this book while we're in it for the next few days. So the power of commitment and faithfulness cannot be overemphasized. That's good. Wise, godly choices put us in position for God to bless us, and God rewards faithfulness and sacrifice for others. So those are some principles that we can be on the lookout as we read Ruth chapter 1, and I will read it. All right, perfect. In the days when the judges governed Israel, there was a famine in the land of Canaan, and a certain man of Bethlehem and Judah went to live temporarily in the country of Moab with his wife and his two sons. The man's name was Elimelech, and his wife's name was Naomi, and his two sons were named Malan and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went to the country of Moab and stayed there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left a widow with her two sons. They took wives from the Moabite women. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. They lived there about 10 years, and then both Malon and Chilion also died. So the woman, Naomi, was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she set out with her daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in Moab how the Lord had taken care of his people of Judah in giving them food. So she left the place where she was living, her two daughters-in-law with her, and they started on the way back to the land of Judah. 
But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back, each of you, return to your mother's house. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown kindness to the dead and to me. May the Lord grant that you find rest, each one in the home of her husband. Then she kissed them goodbye and they wept aloud. And they said to her, no, we will go with you to your people in Judah. But Naomi said, go back, my daughters, why should you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that may become your husbands? Go back, my daughters, go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I said I have hope, and if I actually had a husband tonight and even gave birth to sons, would you wait until they were grown? Would you go without marrying? No, my daughters, for it is much more difficult for me than for you because the Lord's hand has gone against me. Then they wept aloud again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Then Naomi said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. Turn back and follow your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord do the same to me as he has done to you. And more also, if anything but death separates me from you. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem, and then they arrived in Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole city was stirred because of them. And the woman, women asked, is this Naomi? She said to them, do not call me Naomi, which means sweetness. Call me Mara, which means bitter. For the Almighty has caused me great grief and bitterness. I left full with a husband and two sons, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned from the country of Moab, and with her Ruth, the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, and they arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Amen. Amen. Good chapter. Ruth is an incredible so good. book of the Bible. Yeah. It is, uh, it's short, which I do like short books because I'm not a big you know, reader. I, don't, I can't read for hours like you can. I can't read 100 books in one year like you can, <laughs> but I can read a lot of short books chapters and short uh things and it packs I, a punch all too day i can just read little short things and mm-hmm. so this is it does it packs a punch what did you see in this in verses one through six and i'll read just verse six it says then she set out with her daughters-in-law to return from the country of moab for she had heard heard in moab how the lord had taken care of his people of judah and giving them food so naomi and her husband elimelech they left the land of Bethlehem in Judah because there was a famine and they went to go find provision elsewhere. And when I, when I read verse six and I see that there was still provision in Judah, I just, it just made me pause and wonder to be like, was it right that they had left to go find provision elsewhere? Like, did they have the word of the Lord to do that? It doesn't say that they did. It says that the people in Judah where they had left were provided for to the point where they had heard of it all the way in Moab to the point where when Naomi lost her husband and sons, went back there for provision, back to the place of her homeland. And I see so many things here. I see we have to be so careful that when things look hard, like a famine looks hard, are we released to leave Or are we supposed to stay and believe God and trust God for provision? Like that's number one. And number two, if they were not supposed to leave, they they left, they went to Moab, bad things happened, but also good things happened. Like Romans 8.28 says um, that God works all things together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So even when we do, maybe, I'm not saying Elimelech made a mistake. I'm just postulating that maybe he did. Maybe he made a mistake and he left prematurely. Maybe he gave up. Maybe he left in fear and was like, I have to go find food for my family. And I don't believe that God's going to provide for me here. If he did go outside of quote unquote, the will of God, 
God still provided for them, for Naomi. God still brought good out of the story. Yes, bad things happened, but there is still good in this story. And spoiler alert, Ruth ends up getting together with a guy named Boaz, and they have a son, and they that son is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. So all in all, God can work all things together for the good. But I don't know. I just had so many questions about that. Yeah, it's complicated because, you know, Elimelech, of course, he died. And if he was th- that disobedient, he died and all his, uh, you know, son-in-laws and sons and everyone died. And in the most horrible situations, God still worked it out. Yeah. And he saved Ruth and he saved Naomi and he saved the sister. He, and here's here's something that I want to kind of just add to that is um, this thought that how do we how do we get blessing in the middle of uh, chaos, in the middle of terrible things. And, you know, when we look at uh, a diamond, a diamond is formed under pressure. Um, A diamond is formed in the ground under intense heat and intense pressure. It ends up being pure carbon and uh, under crazy amounts of heat and crazy amounts of pressure, um, you get a diamond. And, you know, imagine your life has diamonds in it in certain places. Most of those incredible gifts have come from a lot of work, a Mm -hmm. lot of pressure, a lot of challenges. Think about uh, children, you know, giving birth to a child. uh, I don't know if there's any more pressure that someone would have to feel uh, in their body to give birth to a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, And under that immense amount of pressure and pain, life is born. And, you know, what are blessings that we, we all love to have blessings that are easy. And we all like to look at people's lives and say, man, they have it easy, don't they? But we're not paying attention to the decades of work they've put in of, of this. They finally have realized all of their, all of their work and all their preparation and all their hard work. And, and now it's finally, they got the opportunity and now they're successful. And now their business is growing, but you didn't, you didn't see the you know, the 12 years of school they went through and the four mm-hmm. years of college and, and the three failed businesses and yeah, and learning how to do use new technology and, and failing at that and making investments that failed and making mistakes. And so here's the thing. When you want to find a diamond, you got to go through pressure, but you also, you actually have to dig in. So now imagine in my life right now, I've got a few diamonds hidden I got to get in the dirt and I got to start digging. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have to get down and begin to look and say, all right, Lord, where are these hidden diamonds in my life? And I got to get dirty. I got to get down on my hands and knees and I got to begin to dig and, and I got to spend time and effort to even find these blessings in my life. And if you don't know the full story, Naomi uh, and Ruth and everyone goes back and Ruth gets blessed by meeting Boaz. Mm-hmm. And they're going to talk more about this tomorrow in Morning Breath, but here's here's the thing is that Ruth had to get down in the dirt and pick up uh, wheat, wheat and, and grain and work, and she suffered. And she actually had to get down in chapter one and follow her mother-in-law mm-hmm. away from her home. Yep. To find her blessing. Everything she like, knew. Everything that she knew. The blessing was back in Jerusalem. The best blessing was back in Israel. The blessing was back in the under the hand of God. It wasn't in Moab. It wasn't in this area. And she had to say, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to dig in. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to go for it. And, and that's where that blessing comes from. You want diamonds. 
you got to dig. Mm-hmm. You you want blessing, you got to go through some pain. You got to go through some work. Talent isn't enough. You know, gifting isn't enough. Eventually, you're going to meet a challenge that you're going to have to overcome. Eventually, you're going to go through a heartache that you didn't know was around the corner. Eventually, loss is going to come looking for you and try to take from you. And, you know, I, I was reading um, Acres of Diamonds, Jensen Franklin. He said, he said your 401k might feel like... Um, like a chicken that fell from a, or an egg that fell from a tall chicken, okay? <laughs> it dropped like an egg from a tall chicken, that's all right? Funny. And that's how my 401k felt, uh, or my 403b felt, um, I don't know, in March. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people are nervous that, that it might fall again right now. Yeah. And there's things going on right now. I mean, it's, uh, the world is, I mean, we're talking election season, we're talking pandemic, we're talking also a, an upheaval of racial tension all in months. People are suffering right now. Mm. People are scared right now. And, and you know, you've been affected by it. Uh, in one way, shape, or another, you've been affected by this pandemic. In one way, you've been shaped by this racial upheaval in our nation. You've been shaped by the political season right now. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Are you going di- to dig in? Are you going to get on your hands and knees and start saying, Lord, where is the diamonds in this mess? Where is my next steps in this mess? You know, I, I have a friend and um, they they were going through some crazy stuff. They took some pretty big steps during this season and uh, they went and got some help. They stepped away into a, um, in, and got treatment for themselves for 30 days. I couldn't be more prouder so of that proud. person um, because they didn't, they didn't let the pressure take them out. They dug in. They dug in. Mm-hmm. They looked for the diamonds. They said, we're going to do whatever it takes. We're going to work our tails off. I've had other friends who said, man, I don't know where real estate's going to end up, so let me go get my lending license. I mean, how cool is that? I've had friends start working on degrees for different job positions. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I had a friend for a real long time. I was so I was always so proud of him because uh, he, he couldn't... Um, he couldn't support his uh, family with the income he was making, and he went back to school and got his engineering degree. And, uh, you know, right now he's got an engineering degree, which is a great degree to have in Central Florida. Teaching degree, on the other hand, is tough right now. Teachers are under under the battle right now. They're doing twice as much work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got tough. you got classrooms, you've got online, and you got masks, you got pandemics, you got the stress of the parents, the stress of other teachers, the stress of children. Teachers, you're under a lot of pressure. Our hearts are going out to you. Keep digging. Yep. Keep digging. God can bless you. He can bless you in this season right now. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. Look, just dig in mm-hmm. to the Lord. Dig into this season and look for those diamonds that are buried in the, in the earth beneath you. That's good. So we have to talk about a big part of this theme of this particular chapter is the fact that Naomi, her her name means sweetness. And when she returned to her homeland, everyone was excited to see her. And she said, don't even call me Naomi, call me Mara, because that means bitter. And she came back bitter and hard-hearted and angry at God. And people wanted to come around her in community and celebrate her. And she, to me, seems like she pushed them away. And was like, I am bitter, I am broken. And um, Joyce Meyer had a little commentary in this, and she's, it says, better, not bitter. I'm just going to read a bit of it. And she said, how does bitterness begin? According to the Bible, it grows from a root. Hebrews 12, 15 speaks of bitterness as a root of resentment. 
that springs up and causes trouble and by it many may be defiled, not just you when you're dealing with it, many around you. Because Naomi was bitter inside, she accused the Lord of causing her great grief and bitterness. Bitterness can result from the many minor offenses we simply will not let go of. The little things we rehearse over and over inside of us until they become monumental. It can result from significant hurts, offenses, traumas, or losses when we don't deal with them properly. The longer we allow pain, anger, or disappointment to grow and fester, the more powerful these negative emotions become and they infect our entire being, our personality, attitude, behavior, perspective, and relationships. Just as God turned Naomi's situation around and made it good, we can expect him to do the same for us if we release our bitterness. Ask him to help us and heal us and continue believing he is good no matter what we face. Bitterness is awful. It comes from a root of resentment. It starts small. It's just like anything else that grows. It always starts small. It starts as a seed. It starts as that one offense that you don't handle. That next thing then contributes and it just piles on until you're in this place of complete destruction. Is it where envy and strife exist? There's every evil work. Is bitterness in there as well? Bitterness, envy, and strife. Where those things are, there is every evil work. Everything springs up from that that you don't want to have. And so for your own sake, guard your heart. Yeah. For your own self. And then I... It's so interesting that it says, from many, it will be defiled. By many. Many will be defiled by it, actually. So it's not just affecting you. So if I don't take care of the offenses in my heart, then I let that turn into bitterness. And I love that ownership, extreme ownership of you have to release it. You have to be a part of it. It's not just going to magically fall off of you one day. You have to actively be a participant in letting that stuff go. Because offense happens. Offense happens every day. If we let it, every time someone cuts us off in traffic, it can build up and build up and build up. The littlest, simplest, silliest little things can turn into to this big tree. And I want to actually um, give you a book title that is an incredible book. It's called Chaos Beneath the Shade. Chaos Beneath the the shade. And on the cover, I wish I had it, but I loaned it out to someone. On the cover of the book is this tree. And there is, it's fully, it has, it shows the roots underground and then it has the tree and it has the branches are fully formed. So this is a fully mature tree. It started as a seed. You see the roots. And there is, the thought is that when you allow the root of bitterness to grow into a fully formed tree, then under the branches of that tree is chaos. You are now under the shade of total chaos and destruction. And the author is Tracy Bickle, B-I-C-K-L-E, Chaos Beneath the Shade. And it's just something that I've seen take people out. I've also seen um, the enemy try to use it in my life with my parents' divorce, with um, other, you know, just crazy things that happen to you in your life. Like things happen and I fight to forgive. I fight to release, I fight to guard my heart because I know and I've seen the chaos that comes when when you don't. That's so good. Um, I'm I'm reading here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. It says, looking, uh, well, I want to read verse 14 first, actually. Pursue peace with all people. That's, the, that's how you combat bitterness. Pursuing peace with all people and holiness with which out no one will see the Lord. See the Lord looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, Mm. lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. 
the root of bitterness will spring up into a tree and it will defile many people. And in fact, you begin to short circuit the grace of God in your life when you live with the root of bitterness. Acts also um, talks about bitterness is like a poison. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like drinking poison. And you might say, well, it, oh, the grace of God isn't strong enough for bitterness. Okay. It's a yes and no. And, and the yes is this, you are rejecting God's grace in your life. If you're actively poisoning yourself and you're actively poisoning yourself and not pursuing peace with people, not willing to forgive people, living in envy, living in strife, constantly putting that seed in the ground. Mm -hmm. But when you release that seed, the grace of God can evaporate and eviscerate all of the stuff that bitterness is causing. Yep. Okay. And so it's a yes and no, it doesn't nullify the grace of God permanently. It doesn't nullify the grace of God in, in the picture of eternity, but in the moment of you actually walking out in the principles of the grace of God and the really in the precepts rather, and the action of the grace of God, it will, it will stop that. It'll, mm -hmm. because you won't do it. You won't go through it. And what, what I do, I love what you're saying about that. Um, because at the end of the day, if Na Naomi's bitter, but Ruth is not, mm -hmm. Ruth is like, I will leave my land, but I love this. She's like, I will follow you, mm -hmm. and we're staying together through the process. Yeah. So although Ruth left, she didn't really leave, right? She stayed with her family. Yep. She stayed. She may have left kind of a physical location, but she stayed. And, and here's the thing. Don't leave the family of God. Don't leave the community of the Lord. You know, you may need to leave locations and even in your heart in a uh, figurative way, mm -hmm. but don't leave the house of God. Mm -hmm. And that bitterness will be taken care of. That is the sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. That is the sound of morning breath being over. All right. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of this and we'll see you next week. Yes. Goodbye. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. 
East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.